0: So, welcome to episode two of A Half Decent First Baseman Would Have, a podcast by Bristol Baseball Club. Uh, The podcast not only for club members and fans and people who come and watch us and support us, um, but also for players and fans across the UK who um, may be fascinated about how a British baseball club goes about its business, recruiting players, coaching them, organising grounds. Uh, and fixtures, and looking forward to how we can develop the club in the future. So, on this episode, we're delighted to have a fairly lengthy uh, chat with Roger Thika, the club's head coach, who is going to answer some questions sent in by our listeners. The first is from Matt, who runs the British Baseball podcast, and he asks about what our expectations are. For this year. Uh, the second question is from Frank Stadden, a self-confessed baseball addict, who was interested to know about how we found our location of the field and how we went about building it and how we maintain it. And Rod will uh, take us through some of that. And we also have a question uh, from our very own Joe Lenton, who was seeking advice on what sort of cleats she should buy. And we have a a club WhatsApp group, I think most do. And she asked that question and the whole world went bonkers with suggestions coming from everywhere about everything you can think of. So Rod and I will talk through how you go about selecting a pair of cleats just for you. So without further ado, um, let's move on to the chat with Rod. So I'm delighted to uh, welcome Rodri Refica, our head coach, who's here to ask, uh, answer a couple of questions from uh, a couple of the fans who've sent them in. Um, Rod is our head coach, as you know, and um, he's going to answer a question from Matt, who runs the British Baseball podcast, um, about what our expectations are for this season. Uh, hi, Rod. Hi, um, Rod. Good to see you, All you. and yeah. uh, hope, you, hope you're having a good day. So what, yeah. are, what are our expectations for the season?
1: So we split our expectations or goals, as I like to refer them, into our three teams. Obviously, we've got overall expectations as the club, but I guess that's not what really Matt's looking for. So in terms of our, our team goals, we have... Our team splits into for lack of better words, a first second and a third team, Our third team being really a development team, so we have different goals associated to them than we would say our badges, which is our our first team, for example yeah but first through for the badges, what we're looking for is to be double a finalists again this year, which we've done for the last two years on our in a row, so mm-hmm. we fully expect that we'll make a good run up into the playoffs get into the playoffs and then make a good run to be in that national final. Yeah, uh, We always expect to be unbeaten at home. We have a very good team and we like to treat our home as a fortress and really make it difficult for teams that come to us to not only want to come to us, but when they do come to us, yeah. they have to fight hard in order to get a win from us. So yeah. that's, those are our top two. And then from there, this season we're looking to get three starters with five wins, uh-huh. uh, two recognized relievers, so where we struggled in the past is having relievers that can come into the game, so we've really relied on a handful of pitchers trying to push them as far as they can go in games and this year we've recognized that you know that although that has worked for us in the past, it has brought us brought some shortfalls for us, so yeah, and to address that. Um, want think, uh, yeah. Carry on.
0: Yeah, no. I was just going to say, I think that obviously pitching is really important, and um, getting those, getting that pitching strategy in place is really important. And I think that goes yeah. for both the Badgers, the Bats, and uh, the Buccaneers, Buccaneers, the development team.
1: The things with the Badgers is generally we play um, double headers every week.
0: Yeah.
1: it's generally only seven innings, so you know we, we we've had the luxury where we can push. One player, seven innings. Yeah. Uh, but we don't want to have to rely on that every single weekend. So that's the need for us to get those recognized relievers in.
0: Yeah. And yeah. of course, when you come to the playoffs, you've often got, I think last year you had two games in two yeah. days.
1: Right after each other, exactly. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's when your fitness comes in as well. And if you just got an, you know, one or two extra guys that can help share the load, it just helps everybody go a bit further.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you Are you are you having any targets for individual players around, you know, on-base percentage or like cutting out um, errors
1: and, and stuff yeah, like so that in the field? Yeah, so what we do is we discuss with the team what our overall targets are for the team, mm-hmm. and then we relied on to the guys to come up with their own individual goals. What we will say, though, so if I carry on with the Badgers goals is – yeah. We want to carry on. We want to get a team batting average of 380, so 380. Right. Um, get less than 80 um, strikeouts, and we want to achieve 200 RBIs. So we weren't, we, sh- we fell short on a couple of those last year. So we know it's not unrealistic goals. But in terms of individual goals, if I take our less than 80 strikeouts for the season, yeah. You know, we we present that to the guys in the team and we go, okay, how are you guys going to become accountable for that? So, you know, we'll have a little bit of a team discussion on what we think should happen. And one of the things we talk about, one of the things we try and force or the team enforces on each other is if we're looking to reduce our strikeouts, how do we go about doing that as an individual? So we'll come up with some ideas. One of the ideas we have or had last year was, well, Team rule is as soon as you've got two strikes on you, no matter what the game situation is, the counts, no matter what, you're going to shorten up. You're going to make yeah. contact. You're going to get bet on ball. You're going to avoid that strikeout. So yeah, uh, that's what I say we, we talk about our, our team goals and then we really put it on the individuals to think about what their individual goals, how they meet into our team goals.
0: Yeah, and I found um, obviously the Badgers being the sort of better players in the club, um, they're very, I think, conscious of uh, their individual performances on on game day and how they fit in with the team. Um, yeah. And they're very clear even in training. You know, they say, oh, I need to work on a certain aspect of my game, whether it's a hitting thing or yeah. whether it's uh, doing some outfield drills or turning you know, double plays on a Saturday, after- Saturday morning while we're training. And I think that, that obviously rubs off on the rest of the club. Um, yeah, exactly. so so, so that, that's good what about the bats uh, they're sort of the middle team aren't they they're
1: yeah so they're yeah, I think in, well, in our, the middle. our second team so they are the guys that are really pushing um, the badges to be better players really so mm. we're lucky enough where we've got a lot of good players in the bats that have come up through through our development system and are really knocking on the door to their first team, so to the yeah. badges. So, uh, you know, what's great with that is it's healthy competition for the guys within the club as well. Yeah. But, so, just for a bit of context, um, obviously I'm the head coach of the club, but each team has their own uh, manager or leadership team. Mm-hmm. So, I, I sit with them and I help them discuss their individual or their team goals and what individual goals for players should be. But, Speaking to Tom Rowe over the last couple of days, um, we've discussed what he wants to get from the team and I've provided some input to him for that. But for the bats, we're looking at um, finalists for the AA division in the Southwest. Yeah. So for for our listeners that don't know, the Southwest Baseball League kind of does things a little differently where <laughs> yeah, yeah. they play half the season with everybody in in the same division as you like, and then from the results halfway through the season, they then split it, double A and single A. Whether you like it or you don't, that's the system in place, so we just have to work with it. So their first goal is to make that uh, double A division, and then from there, pretty much fight to get into that final. Yeah. I mean,
0: they're, um, they're a solid team really, absolutely. Um, with experienced players. I mean, they've also had a, I think they're going to have uh, possibly, we haven't set the rosters yet, but there have been players who played for the Buccaneers last year who are pushing on the door of the bats and also, you know, in contention. I think in terms of
1: uh, roster selection, it's still very much open doors. There's a lot of guys that were in the Bucks last year that have Mm. really impressed in spring training so far and are definitely putting their hands up to say, I want to be in that team and I should be in that team. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And the, the Buccaneers, which is the team that uh, I play for. Well, so we've got manage. a few more goals Oh, sorry. For Let's go back uh,
1: to the Bats, bats before sorry. we carry on. Sorry. I was getting so, excited. Yeah. I was getting excited, <laughs> right. Come on. What's your uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, another goal for the Bats is, again, unbeaten at home. You know, this is an ethos we, we stress through all of our teams is we want to make it difficult for visitors to come to us. And Yeah. <laughs> without trying to sound bad, we really want teams to hate coming to Bristol <laughs> yeah. Bristol. Yeah. you know we want them to when they 're making their journey up to us, they know that as soon as they don their cleats on it 's game time, and they are going to have to fight in order to get a result, so that 's yeah. our goal there. Um, and then for them as well we 're looking to get two starters with four plus wins. Yeah. Um, a team batting average of four fifty, so they just fell short of that last year, so it 's a very good goal for them this year, and then less than fifty strikeouts for them as well
0: yeah i think for i know we have some uh American listeners um, yeah. including including our own Ben Smith who Um, you know, went back to the States a couple of years ago and Ben from Cardiff, he's, you know, we know. I'll just give
1: Ben a shout out and always say, he's always welcome back and uh, if he needs a a job, I'm sure we can wrangle him something.
0: Yeah, Uh, he's he's a lovely guy and a a really good uh, baseball player. But I think to put it in perspective, you were talking about a 450 batting average. Um, It's not the same as playing in the States where the pitching is a different animal from over here and, and i think yeah, you know we need absolutely. to just say oh 450 that's that's you know way too high but in fact yeah. in the league in the southwest that yeah. sort of target is a is an achievable target for a team absolutely. yeah absolutely so yeah i think we're yeah. having ben on actually i think ben has said he wants to come on the podcast so oh, really? um, that yeah good. so that'd be good so yeah. any questions we'll for see. ben we'll We'll try yeah, and uh, I might get those on. Give a couple and uh, send them over to him. Yeah, they do. So, but the bats. Yeah, they've got their. Anything else for the bats? Um, you were halfway well, through before I interrupt.
1: You. Uh, so, I mean, that was the end of it. But again, it's really part of it is developing those players within the bats to ensure that they are forcing our guys in the badges to up their games. Yeah, and I think they. I think
0: uh, I've always believed that healthy competition is good. And uh, you know, if you're not performing in the badges for whatever reason, yeah. um, then there is that opportunity to go and rediscover your game somewhere, and uh, give somebody from the bats an opportunity to, you know, pit their wits against um, a, a better side from yeah, the double Asia.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm a firm believer that you don't get better unless you play. More difficult competition, you know what I mean? You've got to put oh, yourself a yeah, yeah. stressful situation where uh, you either sink or you swim. Yeah, you've,
0: if, if you want to get better at the sport, you have to play at a higher level, probably, than you probably are. Yeah, and then you learn so much about the speed of the game, the pitching, the hitting. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, just had, the faster uh, game.
1: We gave Billy Garrett uh, a couple of innings last year yeah. and badges. Um, and that's exactly one of the things he commented on coming up from the buck straight into the badges was the speed of the game. Yeah, is just so much quicker. But the guys that play it regularly just have this ability to slow the game down. Where yeah. he he was almost th- caught like a deer in headlights, if I could put it that way.
0: Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think most sport. You know, the the higher you go up in every any sport, I think Rod, yeah. everything gets quicker. And, yeah. you know, um, and bigger, if you're playing rugby, you know, everybody's faster yeah. and bigger and quicker. And I think,
1: yeah. you know, but
0: Obviously. if you want to get better, you've got to, you know, you've got to test yourself against better players and um, Absolutely. do your best. And I think that competition between, you yeah. know, all three teams, really, and players across the whole club, is, yeah. I think is extremely healthy, not just for us, but, you know, for the, the game as a whole. So um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what the bats do this year. I think they've got a, a pretty decent team, they've got some experience. Yeah. Some um, high
1: expectations on them, I think. Yeah, and I think they've got some,
0: you know, decent what I would call proper pitching. Um, yeah. Ricky, Ricky on his day is a good good pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and they've got yeah. some um, some decent hitters uh, and a triumvirate of managers this year, haven't they? They've got yeah, three, so they got three good, guys, yeah. They've
1: got a good Good leadership team there now to uh, take over from Keith last year. Um, so they've got Paul Carter, Tom Rowe and uh, Alex Brown, all good, experienced players that know the game quite well. So, yeah. uh, as I said, the expectations for them are to do very well this year. Um, and yeah, good luck to them.
0: Yeah. And finally, and uh, not finally, but on to the Buccaneers, which is our development team. Uh, yeah. I, I'm the playing manager of that team. Um, and we, you know, it, it is a genuine development team And I think this year it will be more so uh, We have more rookies uh, this year than we had last year Who are likely to end up um, with the Bucks, Plus the couple of experienced players that we have um, yeah. So for, from your point of view as club head coach How do you see the Bucks as a team And what they should be looking at and I, I know we've discussed so- it Dave. Yeah,
1: I mean, for, I mean, you've obviously touched on Rich, but the Bucks are really our development team. These are the guys that have got, you know, probably less than two years of experience for the most part, and they just really need game time and repetitions to learn the game and just get, yeah. get with their skills. Now. That being said, I like to think of them as a conveyor belt team. So these are the guys. (laughs) This this is the future of the club, these guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. They're they're going to be pushing for positions into the bats and into the badges in a couple of years' time. So our goal as coaches is to make sure these guys pick up the game quickly and get good at the game quickly. So that's my expectation for them. That being said, you know, a lot of it is on the players to – listen and be coachable. Um, yeah. Which, again, um, coming up from spring training, these guys are doing very well. Yep. Uh, they are showing that they're listening, they're taking everything on board. And, you know, f- from the first session, so we at Bristol, we do an introductory session, two introduction sessions, in mm. generally in December, where a lot of these guys get their first ex- experience of baseball, they come to that, and then they sign on to spring training. From yeah. that to where these guys are now, it's Martin Day.
0: Yeah, it is actually. And yeah, I think uh, I been I mean, I think what has been really good has been the attitude of wanting to learn. That everybody says, you know, I'm I'm completely new. You know, I love the game, but I've never played it before. Um, yeah. And some of them haven't are not really, you know, they haven't come from a cricket background or a hockey yeah. background or anything like that. They're basically new to it completely. But their attitude <laughs> has been fantastic. I think.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, good good bunch of guys there. I think. Yeah. You're- Lucky with them this season.
0: Yeah, so I think we we we've sort of agreed a, a, um, a series of overall seasonal targets and objectives, haven't we? Um, yeah, so
1: I mean, our expectations there are. We we fully recognise that this is a development team. With Jonas is on developing players, not necessarily looking to win championships. No, but so, we'd love to. We'd love to. Yeah, of course. We, you know, we don't play to lose. Of course not. Um, we've got a winning mentality at the club, but yeah. we do stress the onus on developing as players and as a team and learning the game in, with our Buccaneers team. So, our first goal really is for them to get a, a 400 winning record. I think if we can get them doing that, it really sets up the players for you know next year and the year after that. Yeah. What expectations are going to be. Um, yeah. we want to get four players with the 300 batting average. Now, yeah. again, as you mentioned, that sounds high. The league they're playing in, that's fully achievable. Yeah. Um, you know, it just takes a bit of hard work and them learning how to hit, hits in situations yeah. and learning their strike zones. And yeah. and when I talk about strike zones, you know, we've all got the uh, the strike zone by rule book. My strike zone <laughs> is different to that. I know where I hit well and where I don't hit well and it's Teaching that and getting the the, the Buccaneers players to recognise that for themselves. Yeah, and it's about,
0: so where is your strength? And, yeah. um, you
1: know, I know over,
0: particularly last year, I suddenly worked out where I could hit the ball and where I wasn't going to hit the ball. Exactly. I um, uh, thoroughly enjoyed myself, whether that's going to happen again this year. Who knows, Rod? It's another Not year on. No, it's another year on. Um, yeah. But I think the, and what else have we got?
1: We've got uh, so four It's turning five double plays Yeah, yeah. Um, So, again, that doesn't sound a lot. But when you're taking uh, a bunch of guys that have never played before, never played together, teaching them how to turn double plays successfully and doing it repeatedly week in, week out, it's it's not a small task. You know what I mean? So, you know, we ask if the guys can turn five double plays over the season, if they're getting the message. Yeah. So, and then next year we can reevaluate and go. Okay, cool. They did that. But they actually ended up on seven double plays, for example. So we can up the ante next year. But that's a good baseline for us, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, you know we all the double plays are, you know, they're, they're very exciting to be part of, and the yeah. whole team, you know, gets picked up by that. Whether it's you know any type of double play. Um, and yeah. particularly, you know, at second, second, first, getting somebody out, um, and it's, you know, it really gives the team a boost. It gives the players a boost who are involved in it, because um, they're not, you know, they're not that easy to do.
1: And no, um, it's not. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of technical stuff that goes into double plays, footwork, yeah. club work. You know, it's yeah it's easy to say and when you look at it on uh, on the T V it looks simple, but putting <laughs> yeah. it into practice is a whole different situation, particularly as I mentioned <coughs> played the game before.
0: Yeah. Um what about and then we've got we also, you know, pitching and catching is something the club is very big on. I know, you know, you're An experienced catcher, and last year you pitched and your ERA was zero or something,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, uh, yeah, I'll take that with a pinch of salt. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So go on, yeah. Talk us through (laughs) developing pitchers and catchers. I mean, one thing we as a club recognise is that we we don't have a lot of pitchers, we don't have a lot of catchers. We've really relied on guys that have had the experience playing when they were younger or any expats that have come in that have pitched or catched before to, uh, you know, play those positions for us. And I think when you look at UK baseball as a whole, that's probably similar to every other club within the UK. Um, So pitching and catching development hasn't really been on the high lists of many clubs within the UK. Right. It's something we want to really look at and address. I know that the uh BB national setup are really looking at a conveyor belt of catchers. And yeah. so you know, we want to try and meet what the national team needs. Essentially, the national teams are their yeah. players come from the club club level. So if we can meet their goals, we're helping to achieve on a national level front. So in terms yeah. of the buck, in terms of development for that, we're looking to develop three pitches. So take three guys that have never pitched before, um, get them in game situations, yeah. work on their mechanics and get them used to throwing. Um so that, you know, in a couple of years' time, they're pushing up again for the bats. They can start pitching at a higher competition and become successful at doing that. And then the same for catchers. So we want to take one or two players and work on them as a catcher so that in a couple of years' time, uh, they are backfilling into the bats. You know, we've got Tom Rowe as our catcher for the bats. We want our new catcher that's being developed with the Bucks to be knocking on the door in a few years saying, Tom Rowe, if you're not doing the job, I'm I'm very much just a step behind you, so... Yeah.
0: Thankfully, uh, Tom Holley has banned me from catching. Um, He says I'm too old. Thankfully, yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) it's (laughs) a young man's game, Rich, I must say. I know, I know, I I was really pleased to hear that, although I fancy giving it a go, maybe for one game uh, or something. But, um, You know, we'll see. Uh, if I can get yeah. up afterwards, um, then I will I'll be really happy. Um the other thing we've got to this say, I'm
1: not sure what your hip mobility is gonna be like. Uh
0: better than yours. Better than yours, Rod, More I think. than
1: lucky. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> lucky. But I mean that's yeah. not difficult at this stage.
0: No, I know. Um one of the things without getting into too much detail, we've actually I think after our coaching course at the the B S U K thing and yeah. um we picked up some things there. And one thing we're we're gonna do this year at the Bucks is have a a game set of objectives um really as a way of teaching hopefully teaching the importance of certain situational uh, at bats and and yeah. things like that so we're going to see how that goes so it's things like you know so many so many base hits how many extra base hits uh yeah. particularly you know four strikeouts or less you know two court looking strikeouts and stuff so trying to give people um a flavour and a feel for how the game is and what are the important things that when you go up to bat, there's a situation, have you got somebody on second in a scoring position? Yeah. You know, I mean, how...
1: What we like to do is actually put those into batting practice. So, mm. you know, the expectation for our guys is they're not just going to sit into a, a batting cage with a pitching machine and get uh, 20, 30 swings trying to yeah. knock them out of the bloody sports hall, for example, yeah. you know? Yeah. The guy feeding the machine is talking about situations. So he's going to balk out, you know, runner on two, less than two outs. Yeah. What are we trying to achieve there? Are we going to get the run over? Or are we looking to score that run? So you, as a hitter, you think about that game situation in a practice setting. So when it does come to a game, uh, you kind of know what you're doing. of you and you know what needs to be done. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, a, I think that's also uh, quite a good way of actually helping people learn that actually, and it it becomes very much more of a team thing than an individual thing who, you know, you're at bat or, you know, I batted, I hate this. You know, when people say, oh, how many, how many hits have I got? What's my batting average today? You know, and it's like, forget that. Did we win the game or did we not win the game? You know, that's more important. So hopefully whilst the individual performances are, you know, important, you know, I'd rather go home, you know, with a win than a loss and a seven, you know, uh, 750 batting average, so um, so that should be good, so we're going to yeah, I, I think at uh, um, regular points during the season, Rod, I think we're going to get you back on to talk about how things are going and how we, how close are we to the objectives so, um, yeah. so Matt, I hope that answers your question about our objectives I think overall the club you know, we want to be the best baseball club on and off the field uh, in this part of the world Um, and I know you know we have uh, directors who are working very hard on a whole range of things to make that the case Um, and we'll just keep continuing to push that but you know I think our belief is we have to be good on the field um, as well as off the field and I think Rod, Rod does a fantastic job of you know, installing a winning attitude in the right way. So we'll you know, we'll play hard, we'll play win, we're gonna have a beer afterwards and we're all best mates afterwards generally. Um yeah. and um we have a lot of fun too. So yeah, thanks for that Rod. Um we had another question from uh Frank Stadden, who is okay. a self confessed baseball addict. Um, okay. And he asked us how we went about looking for a location for our field and how we went about building it. Um, And I know you were heavily involved in that. We're about to start our field maintenance for this year. Um, Can you, I mean, I can remember us, everybody, sort of looking for pieces of suitable land in and around Bristol, you know?
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, when we moved up to Somerdale, um, kudos to them. They gave us the opportunity to play on their fields. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the struggle with baseball in the UK is finding suitable fields that aren't shared yeah. with other sports, you know, football, cricket, rugby, for example, because that then has an impact in your, your, your season. Yeah. Um, but you, you're really looking for an area that's roughly two rugby fields, two football fields. Um, yep. to get a, a decent field dimension into that. We were lucky enough where we, we found that at Somerdale. Um, you know, we fully fund our own field, so we pay Summerdale, uh fees to be there and we constructed our own field. So that is yeah. money that we get from membership fees, donations, um, club social events, stuff like that, where, you know, we got to draw in the yeah. money and spend the money I mean, outside. we basically... Yeah, risk 100% they, self-funded essentially.
0: Yeah, and we yeah. you know it was um it was quite a big operation because we had to move our existing field, field which yeah. was um you know a, a backstop fence and bases yeah. and concreted in stuff that we had to move yeah. and and you know and we it was it was like a military operation I can remember and we had to yeah. empty our storage container as well. And yeah. um Get so it we literally down had to... to move
1: from our, our previous location to our new location, Summerdale, pretty much all in the space of a day. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, um, you know, it was a it was a big old shift that day. We had a lot of our members come down to help construct the field. Uh, a couple of project managers, Nick, uh, Nick Ball and yeah. uh, Keith, you know, helped out with project managing that, pretty much saying, okay, well – we're going to do this. You guys do this. You guys do this. You guys do that. Yeah. And then meeting up halfway going, okay, cool. Where are we ticking boxes? So, you know, we had a certain team putting, erecting the backstop fence, another yep. team doing the cutouts for home first, second, and third. Another d- team doing the uh, mound construction. And then another team sorting out our container essentially. So f- yeah. add racking in there, how's equipment going to be displayed, making sure that stuff's delivered. Yeah. And then even with that comes its own challenges because, you know, we need to buy dirt, we need to buy clay, clay bricks. Um, yeah. So liaising with suppliers, getting that stuff delivered on time. And then not only that is getting it from where they drop it off in <laughs> bags yeah. down to the yeah. field. So there are a I lot of...
0: I can remember I went. To, I think I went to Summerdale when they delivered. I was there when they delivered all the dirt in a yeah an Arctic and just dumped it dumped um it. in the furthest possible place away from the field. Yeah. But Dave, who's the head groundsman at Summerdale, and his yeah. team were fantastic, and they moved it in their own little. Sort of wagons across yeah. down to our field, and they've been—they, I mean, they've been great. I have to say that. Um,
1: yeah. The yeah. The team at yeah. some of exceptional, well, I mean, yeah. Who
0: knows? yeah, I think I think what it, I mean, actually building the, the field, you know, I mean, I, I can remember uh, like everybody gets dirty mucks in, and you know, people digging holes to put the home plate yeah. in, and
1: yeah, you know, doing
0: the mound, but actually. Yeah all that hard work i remember i think you played taunton didn't you on opening day
1: opening day
0: yeah yeah and it it, the field looked amazingly good it really did I and mean, we painted uh around the home plate bristol baseball club and stuff yeah. like that and um and i think uh, i Petra, mean it doesn't
1: look like it now but uh, <laughs> no, off no, we not. have our field maintenance day and get it back up to scratch yeah. so we've pretty much got the best field in the southwest.
0: Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I think, but it, and it's flat and it's yeah. mowed yeah. every week and yeah. marked out and it's got, you know, yeah. um, base coaching boxes and all that sort of thing. And it, uh, you know it's a real when you play on it and it's a beautiful day, and it's just been mown and marked out it' is, it is fantastic but it right, yeah. but it only is there because the work that the club put in you know yeah. uh, from a sort of financial management point of view while we were at Pheland and yeah. then the commitment of the members to get stuck in. And do all the hard work um, Absolutely. every every year, you know, and every, every year I
1: mean, has... So, I mean, you know, we've quickly touched on the initial build, but year on year, um, unfortunately, our, our field is in a flood zone. So every winter, yeah. it generally floods a little bit, um, yeah. washes a bit of dirt away. So. That's something we knew going into it. So, and again, it's just something we manage. We know every year we've got to buy a certain amount of dirt. We budget for that. Yeah. Um, again, it's liaising with the third parties to get that bought and delivered. And then, when the time comes, we, as I said, we generally do it in one or two days. We, you know, we let the yeah. club know, the club members know very early on in the year. This is the day you guys are going to have to graft for the field you want. Because yeah. ultimately, that's what it's there for. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of experienced guys that know what they're doing in terms of field builds. They've been there and done that before, and they just yeah. project manage it. But we got our next field, field, field build day scheduled in for the 7th. Um, again, a lot of work to do. We need to refill cutouts because uh, a lot of dirt's been washed away with flooding this winter. We've had quite bad flooding this year. Um, yeah. We need to re-completely do our mound. We can see that the pitchers plate's kind of shifted a bit, so we've got to dig that up, centre it again, and uh, make sure yeah. everything's in line with each other, so making all of our dimensions great again and uh, getting yeah. it back to what it should be. You want to play on the best field, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, I, you know,
0: I want to play on the best field. I can, you know, and I know we're sort of a bit luckier than other clubs in in, in and around uh, this part of the world. But yeah. I, I think if you, you know, clubs um, and, and really going back to the question, you, A, you've got to find a space that is, you know, at least two football f- pitches yeah. big. You've got to have the money to yeah. and, and be very clear about what sort of field you want. We um, yeah. have yeah, permanent everything. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've got to have the commitment of the players and the members of the club to keep it in good nick. And we,
1: Absolutely.
0: you yeah. know, one thing, you know, we do try and do, not always successfully, but we're going to put more effort into it this year, is after every time there's a game and training, we yeah. do the raking of the, the, yeah, the, base, the, the bases, field, sure and stuff
1: like that. Proper.
0: Yeah, because we want yeah. people, we want clubs to come and go. I want Ooh. to go and play in, Br- in Bristol because it's a great field and it has great facilities. So um, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: it's hard work,
1: Frank. What's nice with uh, Summerdale as well is we do have sh- shower facilities as well through yep. uh, the, through Summerdale themselves. So they've got a nice um, bath facility as well. So after yeah. the games, you know, we're lucky enough. We're one of the, I'll say the few clubs, I don't know, what a lot of the other clubs are like, but I know particularly in the South West, not many clubs have bar facilities yeah. and showers and all of that. So, you know, when guys come up to us, they can for an hour just stop off after the game before they drive home, have a beer, they yeah. can grab a shower, so they're not driving, jumping straight into the car in a smelly mess. <laughs> just get yeah. the out of them by Bristol and uh, have to travel back home.
0: Yeah, I think it's just... Yeah. You Know, I think it's having pride
1: in your club and doing
0: the best you can. Yeah. I know you know, some clubs are enabled. I know, I think Telford, who are new, are looking for somewhere to get, and the new team in Bedfordshire, the Muntjacks, I think they're called, they're looking for somewhere, you know, and finding yes. somewhere is pretty hard, you know, because okay, you've got you to have the space, and then what's the quality like? How are you going to maintain yeah. it? How are you going to mow it? And I know, you yeah, know, yeah. um, Exeter to mow their own. Field, I think, yeah, Southwest, you know,
1: that's something we luckily enough we don't have to do. We have Summerdale and their grants team that are, do that for us, so yeah, it's one less thing that we have to think about, luckily.
0: Yeah, yeah. and it's a balance between money, effort, and all that sort of thing, so um, yeah, yeah, but it is, you know, and I think we've, we've hosted um, a couple of, we've hosted the Southwest Championships twice. And the all star game twice, I think, maybe yeah. once. And also, I think, I mean, there's...
1: that just shows that uh, the teams in the southwest appreciate our efforts, yeah. they like our field, and they're happy to travel up to us to play these games. So, yeah, and, you know,
0: I hope we look after them as well. So, yeah, because that's important. So, so yeah, we'd... anyway, we've got. It's welly, welly day next uh, week, isn't it? I think it's on it the is. 7th of March. So yeah. spades and cut out, cutting machines and yeah, so forks and stuff. Get your wellies
1: on, like. guys, Bring your tools. Yeah, get your, yeah. uh, your, get your wellies, your- your- wellies uh. on. Or your overalls. And uh, we- we'll see you there.
0: And Molly's going to bring bacon sandwiches and cakes, isn't she? She said. She promised, I think. Oh,
1: what? I mean, that's good to know. I didn't know that. So yeah, I think... Huh? I think I think she I'll, promised. I'll be sending so, her a text after the <laughs> <were> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um just quickly, Rod, before you go, we we um we asked for questions from uh the club through our WhatsApp group. Yeah. And um Jo Lenton, who um is a big New York Mets fan, she's uh very much <laughs> a rookie this year, um and she signed up to play, which is great. She yeah. basically put a message on to say, I want to buy some shoes. Um, can anybody help me? And yeah. it was obviously meant.
1: I mean, what is she looking for? Stiletto heel? Or... I don't
0: know. I don't know. But it was meant. I you know mean? Podcast. we're probably
1: not the best group to uh, ask no. about those types of shoes. No. So.
0: But it was cleats. It was cleats. Yeah. And um, I, I was just amazed. Everybody weighed in with their own favourite brand. Band, brand, yeah. really? Didn't they? It was like, yeah, absolutely. Nept Neptunes are like a big gear fanatic i think he's got a great glove and he's got great cleats yeah. and you know has to have his hat just so and all that sort of thing um but we had mizuno we had nike we had uh new balance pool gardener in on that i think yeah. um we had pictures <laughs> we had i think molly said get rubber sole you know rubber cleats uh yeah. everybody else was saying metal cleats yeah so i I'm personally going to say, get what you like. Get something that is comfortable.
1: Yeah. Well, that's my opinion, Rich. you know, yeah. know fortunately in the UK we haven't got sports stores that specialised in baseball equipment where you can no. walk in, try on a pair of cleats, walk around a couple of times, and uh, feel how like comfortable they are. So you're really relying on purchasing them, purchasing them online, getting them delivered, trying them on. And then going, oh, actually, they're a bit tight. Yeah, I don't yeah. like this. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But, you know, th- with experience, you can't defend think- what you like. So think- my personal opinion is buy something that you can afford. Don't go yeah. Spend 200 pounds on cleats um, yeah. if you can't afford it. And then buy something that's comfortable for you. And unfortunately, it's just really hit or miss for your first couple of years. Yeah, I think Joe, I mean, Joe um,
0: is an experienced f- footballer. She's played a lot of uh, yeah. uh, ladies' football, and um, I'm sure she will have a brand that she likes whether it's Adidas or Nike or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I would say to just stick with the brand that you know. Is yeah. good I mean, I'll, fixed, I'll be honest, I'm,
1: you know. I'm partial to a pair of Adidas cleats, um, mm-hmm. that's generally what I've played with all my life, um, but when I first came to the UK and my cleats were still stuck in the cupboard in South Africa, I didn't have the choice to buy something at very short notice when I started playing, so... I went on to one of the online retailers in the UK. Um, I bought a pair of cheap Nike cleats. I think they were twenty odd pound, and yeah. I played with them until I got my cleats back from South Africa, shipped over. So, and that was a good season and a half, I think. And they were comfortable. I didn't have an issue with them. I think Rich Green, one of our members, I gave them on to him when his cleats uh, started falling apart, and he's been yeah. using them, happy with them as well. So, yeah, again, I, I, yeah, my, just my, you got a.
0: My Nikes, yeah. uh, sort of, they weren't that expensive and they, you know, sort of they weren't, you know, and they fell apart a bit, but um, was, they were great, you know, that's what I would always use. But sadly, I had to buy a pair of white Adidas ones, um, and uh, got, got it ripped it's into hard. me about well, they were the only ones that I could get in the time because we had a game, uh-huh. you know, the, yeah. the, the old ones were taped up, so um, sure, but sure. I think it's you know. Cleats are one of those things in our club that if you turn up in fancy cleats, it's not always good and you're bound to get a fine at the awards night for yeah, I, over fancy cleats, I think.
1: I think that's in all sports, Rich. I think if I turned up to rugby training in my youth in a pair of white uh, rugby boots, I would have uh, Oh yeah, yeah, probably got a good slap on the back as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you probably would have done, yeah. But anyway, so Joe, Joe Lenton, who um, is on Twitter, Uh, and you can follow her and she's a big Mets fan she knows her stuff Um, she's under the illusion that the Mets are going to do well this year Um, and uh, but go to Twitter and follow her and um, I will give out all their uh, proper profile names uh, at the end of this so uh, thanks Rod for coming on, no problem. Thanks for having me uh, on, Rich. And and I hope it answers the questions. I think um, the only thing I would say is that you, you, from my point of view, if you're in the business, and I'm sure all the clubs do this. You've got to really get yourselves organised, and from you know a playing point of view, financial point of view, and make that commitment to improving the club every time people go on Absolutely. the field, whether it's training or a game. And keep pushing the boundaries, you know, keep moving yeah. the club forward, keep developing it, get the commitment yeah. from members. And Don't rest on you know, your laurels. Don't rest on your laurels. Um, we've been in the final of the BBF AA uh, Championships uh, for two years on the trot. And I yeah. know that, you know, yourself and Tom and George, who are the key coaches uh, across the club, want to get back there and win yeah. it. Um, and I'm yeah. gonna, you know, we'll do everything we can to give you the support so that you do it. Yeah,
1: thanks, guys. All right, cool. Thanks, yes, Rich. Yeah, I'll see all you the best. Yeah, see you Saturday. And yeah, um, cheers.
0: It's not Sunday, it is definitely Saturday. Uh, definitely two hours, so we're gonna have some fun. Cheers. So there we go, um, thanks to Rod and to the questions um, and I think it's worth checking out uh, Matt's podcast which is the British Baseball Podcast um, you can find him on Twitter which is at Brit Baseball Pod. Um, it's a really good listen and he's had um, a couple of good interviews with Will Linton who's um, one of the GB coaches and specialises in catching and pitching There's also Frank Stadden, who is at SFS. Sorry, I'll say that again. At SF Stadden, Um, he's a baseball fan and has some good content on his feed. And last but not least, to uh, Jo Lenton, who's joined the club this year. She's a massive Mets fan, and she's on Twitter at Pidgeos, which is P-I-D-G-E-O-S. Um, Lots of good content from her. She appears on a Mets uh, podcast too. And I know we're looking forward to having her um, playing for us this season. So the podcast uh, is available on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify and Anchor. So please subscribe. um, And we look forward to you joining us for our next episode in a week or so, where we'll be looking at the Southwest Baseball League, the teams that take part, how it's organised, and what we are hoping for from that season so there you go have fun everybody and hope you enjoyed it